I speak tonight for the dignity of man and the Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening. It's a special abbreviated edition for the holiday. You might be able to tell by the sound of my voice that we are not even in the ComedySchools.com studio. We are ComedySchoolsRadio.com, but we're not in the ComedySchools.com studios, located at the second coolest corner in all of Scottsdaleville, Goldwater and Camelback. We are actually in historic... Studio City, California. We're coming to you from the historic Sportsman's Lodge in Studio City, California, where we uh, uh, checked in last night. Uh, We'll be checking out later on today and going to uh, Hollywood, where we have an apartment near the crossroads of the world on on Sunset, not too, a couple miles off the Sunset Strip. So uh, it's always odd for me. First off, I lived in... uh, the San Fernando Valley from 1989 until 2008. I lived in uh, Los Angeles, city of Los Angeles, which the valley is in, of course, from 19 from uh, October of 1978 until uh, I guess uh, uh, the spring of 2008. So almost 30 years I lived here. So it's always kind of weird when I come to town and stay in a hotel. It's not that we didn't have uh, places to stay, but um, uh, we actually have an apartment that we're going to be staying in in Hollywood for the next few days, courtesy of uh, our good friends uh, over at Aftermaster in my studios, Larry Rickman and uh, the whole Aftermaster gang. We'll be uh, uh, visiting with them over the next couple days. Uh, They've been doing some incredible stuff with sound technology, and uh, we're going to see how we can make that applicable to this podcast to increase your listening pleasure. We have places to stay. I have a daughter. My daughter, Alicia, lives here. Uh, my brother, Jerry, lives here. I still have a lot of friends. But we were coming in, we were kind of wiped out, and uh, uh, we were going to go to a basketball game last night, which I did. So we thought, let's just grab a hotel. That'll make it simple. Getting a hotel is such a different experience now. Uh than it was, I mean, a good hotel, than it was uh, uh, a few years ago. I mean, we did not have a reservation. And it used to be, in the old days, if you didn't have a reservation, you got a hotel, you're going to pay premium price. What they call the rack, I think the rack rate. I don't know. The, the rack rate is a name for something to do with hotels. Of that, you can be sure. But now, we were able to go on uh, one of the sites. I think we went on Hotels.com. I don't think I got the points, because we did it through Shirley's phone, because I was driving... She always says, I'll drive for a while, but then she never does. No, you can't be talking. She's way off in the corner mumbling someplace. So don't. Um, I had a knee issue. She had a knee issue. I have a back issue. It's getting to be that time of life, you know, where uh, the chickens have come home to roost. I used to joke around when I was in my 20s. Uh, and uh, I'd be doing crazy stuff, drinking and all sorts of uh Violent behavior, not violence towards people, just crazy violent behavior. And people, uh, and you know, 
I'd have a bottle. I'd have a straw in my nose and a cigarette in my mouth and a bottle in my hand, you know. And uh, people would say to me, they go, you know, you're gonna pay for this someday. And I go, yeah, but today is not that day. That's what I used to say. And I'm here to tell you now, friends, <laughs> today is that day. <laughs> so uh, uh, people who say I look good for my age, I now look good for my age from a distance. From a far distance, I go, what a young man. Then they get closer and they go, oh, no, not young. Um, anyway, we went on uh, Hotels.com and we got, and uh, we were looking around. Some, we wanted to stay someplace in the valley near the family. So it'd be easy for us to all get together. And I said to uh, Shirley, I go, put the Sportsman's Lodge in and see what kind of deal you got. We got a deal with Sportsman's Lodge. I did an open mic at the Sportsman's Lodge once. I mean, I was already, I think I was already uh, retired from the road being a road comic, but it was sometime in the 2000s and somebody I knew was doing uh, an open mic night down here and I came down and did a set. They were doing a show in the patio. I've uh, eaten and hung out at the Sportsman's Lodge. I've picked up friends at the Sportsman's Lodge. But I'd never stayed at the Sportsman Lodge. It would have been stupid when I lived in the Valley to stay in a hotel. But uh, I said, put in the Sportsman's Lodge. And lo and behold, they had a great rate. And here we are. It's kind of a historic hotel. It's been here since the 1800s. Something's been here on this site in the, uh, um, in the 30s, especially in the 30s. In the 30s, it was a, a movie hangout. You know, Clark Gable hung out here. Clark Gable lived in the San Fernando Valley. He lived, um, I know the area. Like over where Cal State Northridge is and stuff. That was all his ranch. I don't know if Cal State Northridge was his ranch, but over near there was uh, where his, his farm, his ranch was. But um, all these guys used to hang out here. John Wayne hung, hung out here. Uh, Spencer Tracy hung out here. Clark Gable. I think Myrna Loy hung out here. Catherine Hepburn hung out here. Uh, a lot of the Hollywood elite of uh, the Golden Age who were uh, kind of into um, what was called being a sportsman in those days hunting, fishing, riding horses, you know, kind of a more rustic life. Uh, and, you know, Gable certainly fell into that category. John Wayne fell in that category. Catherine Hepburn, uh, even though she was uh, from a very elite family back on the East Coast, uh, really loved that lifestyle. So uh, they all kind of hung out here. And uh, through the years, it's been, um, it's been a destination. A lot of uh, people, when they come out here for business at... Um, uh, CBS Radford, right down the street, one of the big stu, one of the big studio facilities. We'll stay at the Sportsman's Lodge. So here we are. So I'm sitting in this kind of cool chair, and there's a patio. It's a little too cool to sit out on the patio and relax. But I'm sitting here looking out of the patio. My phone's making noises, and we are staying at the historic Sportsman's Lodge. I had an odd, odd feeling when I uh, when we drove in yesterday, because uh, we got up yesterday and left from our home at the, uh, anybody who's a regular listener to this podcast knows that we live in the entertainment capital of Arizona, Maricopa, Arizona. And if you don't believe me, come on out and I'll show you. It is such an entertainment hub. Just last week, I think I talked about this on an earlier podcast, Dwight Yoakam himself came out and did a free concert because he knows that's where it all happens, Maricopa. Yesterday morning, we got up, took off, got packed. We were kind of packed the night before. We've gotten good at this sort of thing now. We're not like in a panic. This is really wrong to say on this podcast, but I'm, I'm sitting here looking across the room, and my wife's wearing this kind of pair of tight jeans, and she has a great ass. That is probably the most inappropriate thing I could say. She looks good. She looks good. 
So. <laughs> oh my God. So she poured herself into a pair of jeans. And we're in a hotel room. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? And uh, and we have a late checkout. I just might end this podcast. This is now. I don't know. Is it now? You were saying it was TMI earlier, but <laughs> something I was talking about. Anyway, <laughs> we left our we left our home in the valley, and uh, ja- jumped in the, uh, the Jeep Cherokee, and headed to Los Angeles. Smooth drive. First off, if you ever leave in Arizona to come to Los Angeles, let me give you some advice. If you're not going to fly, okay, uh, there's only two good times to leave, especially now in the winter time when we are when uh, Arizonans are an hour ahead. When it's 9 a.m. in Arizona, it's 8 a.m. in Los Angeles. So we left right around 9 a.m. We left. As a matter of fact, we we pulled out of the house at 9:20. I'm, I'm uh, crazy from the years of being on the road and being bored and, you know, calculating speed and distance and all that sort of stuff. We left at 920 Arizona time, which means all the rush hour traffic is basically gone. And there was also two of us in the vehicle so we could use the HOV lane. So you mind those two, we were able to get through, Los, uh, get through uh, Phoenix, uh, make it through the tunnel downtown, which is always... A sticking point for traffic with no slowdowns and shoot straight through. And by leaving at 9:20, 8:20 Los Angeles time, we got into Los Angeles right around 3 p.m. thereabouts, between 2:30 and 3 p.m. So we we're avoiding rush hour in Los Angeles. Now, to explain something to people who have never driven to Los Angeles, it is always rush hour in Los Angeles. It is always rush hour. But there are times when you can still go at a fairly uh, decent rate of speed uh, through certain sections. So, but if you get into Los Angeles at like five or six, you're toast. You're toast. You'll be caught in mammoth traffic jams. And if you leave uh, to drive through Phoenix during traditional rush hour times, which in Phoenix now, um, from where I live, when I have to get on the 10 out in Chandler, uh, it starts around 6 a.m. So after around 6 a.m. and goes to about 9. You avoid all of that. You avoid it. If you leave somewhere around 9.30 Mountain Standard Time and you get into Los Angeles somewhere around 3.30 Pacific Coast Time, you avoided both of the traffic problems. Where if you leave at like 6 o'clock in the morning... In Phoenix, you're going to avoid the traffic problems in Los Angeles, but you have the traffic problems in Phoenix. And if you leave at like noon in Phoenix, you're going to hit the traffic uh, problems in Los Angeles. So that's the best time during the day. Then if you're going to go at night, around 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, you take off from Phoenix and you get into L.A. You can get in, you know, 1 or 2 in the morning and you've hit none of the traffic problems. So that's my uh, my advice to you for traveling from uh, Phoenix to uh, Los Angeles. Of course, Saturdays and Sundays, uh, neither one of these are issues, but there's always going to be traffic in Los Angeles. But we got in, we got the hotel, we got all set up, and uh, I was blessed. And I'm going to talk about this Merry Christmas thing in a moment. I'm comfortable saying uh, that I'm blessed when I feel blessed. I'm comfortable saying it. I don't often feel blessed. 
I feel the opposite many times. But uh, uh, Shirley could not go to the basketball game. And she's totally uh, wrapped up in, in building out this um, this uh, platform that you may be listening to the show on right now. The Comedy Schools Radio.com platform. But she was kind of, and let's be, let's be honest, she's a Suns fan. She's not a Clippers fan. One time, my daughter came out to, um, I think my daughter came out to Phoenix and we watched the Clippers just demolish the Suns. And uh, Alicia and I were cheering and having a good time and Shirley was visibly pissed. And I think she enjoyed herself the last time that she and I went to a uh, a Clippers-Suns game in uh, Phoenix because it was one of the worst outings the Clippers ever had and they got, they got uh, trounced by the Phoenix Suns, which is unusual right now, uh, considering the makeup of both teams. So she kind of got her, uh, she kind of got her revenge the last time she and I went to a game uh, early in the season, uh, this this season, and the uh, Suns beat the Clippers. Anyway, she decided not to go. Uh, So, um, I gave my uh, daughter the wrong address for the hotel. She calls me up, she goes, I'm in front of a bank someplace. When I, when I, uh, I wanted to, you can't do this with your kids when they're adults anymore. I couldn't go, hey, just Google it. You know, because then they get all, they get they can get uh, their feelings hurt. So I sent her the address, but I gave her the wrong address. And uh, anyway, they both got here. And then we all, three of us, we were trying to figure out if we're going to take the subway. There's a subway. Uh, you can go over to North Hollywood just a couple miles from here. And there's a subway station. There's several subway stations now. But you can take the subway uh, from the San Fernando Valley all the way right down to Staples Center. You get out and boom, there you are. Just one transfer, one train transfer. It's kind of cool. Uh, it's not like a New York subway where you can actually get all over the city. It's very specific spots you can go. But we realized that afterwards uh, it could take forever and it's very cold out uh, while you're waiting for the train. So we decided to drive. In retrospect, we'd probably gotten there sooner if we took the subway. That's the truth. Well, we decided to drive, and so we took off, and uh, from the San Fernando Valley to Staples Center is probably 12 or 13 miles, and it took us an hour and a half. And then we got down there, and uh, I'm going to sneeze right here on the Comedy Schools radio. (coughs) There you go. Not too many radio hosts will actually leave the sneeze in. I'm leaving the sneeze in. So... It took us about an hour and a half to travel to 13 miles. Everybody just so happy to see each other. And, of course, it's the beginning of the uh, the holiday season, the Christmas season, the Kwanzaa season. The uh, It's the end of Ramadan, the end of uh, uh, the Jewish uh, uh, celebrations, I believe. You know, so it's a holiday season. That, uh, uh, we all had a pretty good time. We got down there. Uh, they freaked out because uh, we, we found parking. It was 25 bucks. Shirley and I used to that. Last year we had season tickets to the Suns. I got to digress for a moment. The difference between going to what is now Talking Stick Arena, used to be U.S. Airways, and Staples Center to see a basketball game. You go downtown Phoenix, and I love Los Angeles, but you go to downtown Phoenix, and there's no big traffic issues before a game. You know, I mean, you're going to have some slowdowns for sure. And you get right downtown, and you go down this little side street, and go down another little side street. And there's a parking lot right next to Talking Stick Arena. I mean, it's it's like a private. It, there's the uh, uh, the official lots. 
out in front of uh, Talking Stick. There's all these little lots behind Talking Stick. There's one you can park in for 20 bucks, and you literally park into it, and you're a, and you walk right across the street and walk into the doors of Talking Stick. It's one of the easiest entrances to a major sports arena that I know of in the United States of America, and I've been to several. And you just walk right in, you see your game, you walk out, you get in your car. You might be hung up for a little bit, 15, 20 minutes, get into the freeway. But then you're on a freeway, you can go home. Not so in Los Angeles. It's about 13 miles. I'll look it up. I'm going to I'm gonna look it up. My producer should be looking. If, if I really had a, if I had a wartime consigliere, then, um, hold on, I just, got a, uh, I just got a message from uh, the real Bob Rocky, who's usually our co-host, guest host yeah. on Thursdays. And, and this is what he says to me. This is what he says. <laughs> he says, uh, say hi, say hi. I'm in the next room. Can you keep the noise down? <laughs> <laughs> what if Bob Rocky was actually in the next room? That would be funny as hell. You know what? And I'd welcome that. We love Bob Rocky. He's great. Stay out of jail, Bob. So um, <laughs> we'd, we'd miss you if you went back to jail. Um, we're trying to find out the exact... Uh, um, Tell me what you want to know. I want to know the mileage from the Sportsman's Lodge to Staples Center. All right. That's what I want to know. And I don't know. And now I'm listening to myself on the radio. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I sound good. Uh-huh. I sound good, but now um, if you're listening. Because I'm on my well, get off it. account, but I can't. Get off it. There we go. Get off of that. Um, we're trying to find out for our listening audience. You know what? I'm looking it up, Cheryl. I'm looking. Difference between Sportsman's Lodge and Staples Center. I've got it almost in here. I know that um, our loyal listeners are dying to hear. But see, now it's not coming up right. I can't get it. Um, there's some sort of Wi-Fi issue. What do you Didn't got? Can I tell you? Yeah. But I'm on my Wi-Fi. I'm not on their Wi-Fi. Mm. So uh, anyway, I would say it's about 13 miles. Okay? Hour and a half. Uh, they were freaking out when uh, the parking was 25 bucks. Although, like I was saying earlier, Shirley and I used to go into, because uh, uh, last season we had season tickets. We had half season tickets but we went to a game almost every week we couldn't get a full season because too many of the games are on nights when we're uh, producing shows or podcasting shows live shows we um we're used to paying 15 or 20 bucks to park you can park right next to the building if you want to pay and it's very convenient anyway we get in and it was just a marvelous time and the clippers won and then on the way back it was about 45 minutes you think of the worst traffic jam in Phoenix or worst traffic jam in Omaha or Dallas or anywhere in the middle of rush hour, and it was like that at 11 o'clock at night in downtown Los Angeles. The funny thing about, funny thing about Los Angeles, someone said that one time, they go, whatever you do, wherever you go, if you're going to a concert or you're going to a sporting event or you're going to some important life event, anybody who's done that, ask them about it. And they will tell you more about the traffic than the event itself <laughs> because the traffic is so epic in this city. Uh, my brother and I were talking. He goes, you know, comparatively speaking, he goes, I've read like in Tehran 
or in uh, Be Beijing. I got it. Hold on, we, we now have the information, the mileage. It should be a 34-minute drive. It's 15.1 miles. I guess pretty good, though, when I said about 13 miles. Mm -hmm. It's about 15 miles should be a 34-minute drive. It was an hour and a half last night. Jeez. Yeah, so, and there were times we were doing like five miles an hour. But here's, here's the point. I was in good company. You know, I was with my daughter and my brother, and... Uh, um, uh, and we just, uh, we had a good time. My daughter was tired because she got up at 4.30 in the morning as she does to go to uh, her job to teach at the Waldorf School. Yeah, let, let me tell you how much uh, Los Angeles affects people, though. Both my brother, Jerry, and my daughter, okay, my brother teaches in Santa Monica, and my daughter teaches in Malibu. And they both live in the San Fernando Valley. And they both take Topanga Canyon over the mountains to the Pacific Coast Highway. And then they both make a left. And she uh, she teaches somewhere in Malibu, like at uh, PCH and Sunset, and he teaches in Santa Monica. So I want you to imagine this. They're leaving a pretty uh, suburban area. My brother lives in a ranch-style home. My daughter has an apartment. He lives in Woodland Hills. She lives in Canoga Park. And they both leave, uh, and those, both those areas are very close. Um, and they both drove, drive over to Topanga Canyon, which is, in my estimation, uh, one of the most beautiful drives you can experience near an urban setting. There's a lot of gorgeous drives. I, I've driven through uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains and the Smoky Mountains, and I've driven, oh, I've crossed the Rockies more times than I care to tell you. I've done uh, uh, mountain drives down out of uh, the Pacific Northwest, down in Los Angeles. Uh, I've driven across in the Sierras. Uh, beautiful drives, but as far as an urban area and a beautiful drive, you can't beat Topanga Canyon. Topanga Canyon is uh, fabled and storied for the number of counterculture people that live there, movie stars that live there. Uh, there's a little town, the town of Topanga, up in there that's just gorgeous and quaint. It is a stunning drive. It is a narrow two-lane road going through um, what I think are the Santa Monica Mountains. I could be wrong. Okay. And you drive, you leave the uh, suburban area of the San Fernando Valley, and you're immediately on a mountain road driving through gorgeous terrain. You would think you were in the middle of Colorado. And it ends, my friends, at the Pacific Ocean. Imagine that's your commute every morning, instead of whatever your commute is. My commute, when I leave my uh, house in the entertainment capital of the world, Maricopa, is 16 miles of, of hard scrabble desert. 16 miles a hard scrabble desert. That's my commute. But I don't mind it. But they get to drive over to Topanga, and then they get to Pacific Coast Highway, and then they both have to drive along Pacific Coast Highway to their destinations. Jerry's got to drive up to Santa Monica. I understand there's been some traffic issues. They're doing some construction right now on Pacific Coast Highway that uh, the normal way that you get up into Santa Monica on the uh, what's called the California Incline, which is this little bitty tiny road that just goes from Pacific Coast Highway up a hill. It's only about a, it's about an eighth of a mile, but they call it the California Incline. I always thought it was an arrogant name for a road that was only an eighth of a mile in distance, if that. I understand that sometimes you get caught in traffic there. Here's the point. They both have this incredible commute over beautiful terrain and, and... They'll both complain about it. They'll both complain about bring it. Bring your Sh camera up, honey. Shirley wants me to bring my camera up. 
while I'm talking to you, you, my loyal listeners, I'm being uh, uh, told to bring my camera, which I am. What do you want to take a picture of? Of you podcasting in the sportsman's lawn. Ah, this is me. She's going to take a picture. It's going to be up on the uh, uh, the comedy schools uh, radio. Um, uh, comedy schools radio dot com website. <laughs> you know, someday these someday these will be historic. These will be historic. These podcasts right now that seem to mean little to so many uh, so many will be important to so few. Right, did you get a nice shot? I think so. The lighting's not. She's trying to she's trying to get a shot from the back of my head now. I think, no. which I think is is now my best. Uh, that's my best shot. Is from the back of my head. This is me in the sportsman's lodge. You don't know. Uh, Clark Gable might have banged a chick in this room. Could have happened. That could have happened. Could be in a historic place. I stay. Um, we I, we were almost gonna stay at the Roosevelt last night. The historic Roosevelt downtown. Uh, the Roosevelt is. Um, uh, kind of important in my personal history, the Hollywood Rose, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, because uh, when it had fallen on hard times in the early '80s, and that part of Hollywood where the Chinese Theater is now was a place of uh, uh, seediness and debauchery, instead of the um, uh, the tourist uh, uh, la turista uh, destination. It always was a tourist destination because the Chinese Theater, but back in the '70s and early '80s, it was seedy. It was seedy. You could get in tons of trouble there, and I got in several tons. And we used to um, uh, party at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel when it was kind of uh, funked out. You know, you could get a room there cheap and engage in uh, uh, illicit, illegal, immoral behavior. And now, though, the Roosevelt Hotel Hotel has been um, restored to its um, its former glory. Just to give you an idea, with the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, which sits almost right across the street from uh, uh, the Chinese theater. The, the theater has the footprints. Just to give you an idea about it, uh, it's where the very first Academy Awards were held. I would have loved to live in Hollywood in those days. I'd be old or dead now. But uh, I think... Uh, I think you, you, you would think what? have. That's more of your... I think I would have been dead now? No, no, you were... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's more your time. That's when you... Seem to thrive a little more. Yeah, about. yeah. It's like my uh, friend Kevin O'Day keeps hoping for the collapse of Western civilization, because and and I believe this about him that he would thrive in the chaos. You know, if you lived at a time when men on horses raided villages and stuff, that he would thrive during that time. And I think I would have thrived in, in the uh, uh, the beginnings of uh, Hollywood. Not that I'm not thriving now, but um, anyway. I had in my mind, I thought, we're going to be staying in Hollywood uh, the rest of the week anyway. Why don't we see uh, what a room would cost us at Roosevelt? And I'm glad we didn't. Even if we had gotten a good deal on a room, I'm glad we didn't. Because I, I get in and I watch the news. And once again, odd, I'm in a hotel room watching local newscasts in Los Angeles live for 30 years. It's just an odd thing. You're in a, almost a stranger in a strange land. Uh, you know, Thomas Wolfe said you can't go home again. But uh, I have. I've come home. It's just a little different. At the Hollywood, down on Hollywood Boulevard in that part near Hollywood and Highland where the Chinese theater is, here's what was going on last night. Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, who I think is a good actor. A lot of guys my age go, oh, he's a punk. But um, um, youth must be served. A new generation will always rise. A new generation will follow his generation. And I think, I think he's a good actor. Is he Marlon Brando? No. 
Is he James Dean? No. Is he Robert De Niro? No. Is he Al Pacino? No. But few... Uh, he might be Paul Newman. He might be Paul Newman, but he doesn't have Paul Newman's sense of humor. But he's a good actor. His... Uh, uh, a premiere for his film, a new film he has out, was premiering at... I don't know if you heard that. It was the bathroom. That was Shirley flushing the toilet. Um... His movie was uh, premiering and right across the street, what is the old Masonic Temple, where Jimmy Kimmel's uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel show now airs, uh, Donald Trump was making an appearance. So yeah, the streets shut down. It was pure madness. So we might have been able to get a room into Roosevelt last night. I don't know if we'd ever been able to, to have gotten to it. So instead, we came out to the valley. I'm a valley guy uh, when I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, and, uh, and we stayed here. Here's the, I think I started talking about this earlier, and I'll talk about it now. And then I'll get the regular stuff, comedy calendar, what's going on, all that good stuff. We get off the freeway yesterday afternoon. We get off at the 101 in Laurel Canyon. Go up Laurel Canyon and make a right on Ventura. And as, I mean, as soon as we get off in Laurel Canyon, I had this odd feeling. And the odd feeling was, um, I used to be a road comic. So I lived in, uh, and the whole time that I was a road comic, I lived in the San Fernando Valley. I lived in Panorama City. I lived in Chatsworth. Um, I lived near Van Nuys. Uh, and I'd sometimes go on the road for like eight weeks. Be on the road for eight weeks. And then I'd come home. And you know, if you leave on a Monday from home and you're gone for eight weeks, it's, one of, it's like one of those Einstein things, one of those space things. Because you come back eight weeks later, and if you come back on a Tuesday, it's like you were only gone a day, although you've been gone for eight weeks. And I lived like that for 15 years. I wasn't always gone eight weeks, but you're always leaving, always coming back. And when I turned on the street, I felt like, I go, I don't really live in Arizona. I've just been on a long road trip. Uh, I do live in Arizona, and I have a great life in Arizona, and I, uh, um, I have a, I'm blessed. I'm doubly blessed because I, I was... I've, I have a great family in Arizona. You know, I met Shirley. We got married. She's got two great daughters. Uh, they have uh, two great kids, two great grandkids, you know, and uh, Shirley's parents and, and that whole... Uh, Shirley has a large family. Mexican. She's Mexican. She said it, not me. Okay, so uh, there's a large extended family, and I'm at that point in my life where uh, I really enjoy... You know, in your 20s, oh, we're going to go to Grandma's house. We were at Uncle Bob's house, and, so was dad, and your dad calling you up, going, "Hey, your uncle's in the hospital. You need to go visit him." You know, you're always drunk and hungover and looking for trouble to get into. So maybe family is not not that important, and they're there anyway. So that's it. You think that way, but I'm not. I'm at a point in life now where family is um, much more important to me. So maybe it's nostalgia, maybe it's wistfulness, maybe it's old age. I have no idea, but it's very important to me. So, uh, you have good friends. I have good friends. I have wonderful friends. So, uh, uh, Arizona is home, but I just had that, like, you ever get like a, it's almost like a deja vu, but it's not deja vu. Cause I, there I am. I turn on Ventura. I mean, I know the area. This is where the uh, 12 step meeting that I've gone to since 1991, uh, is located just a couple blocks from where we are. Uh, I've had all kinds of uh, friends who lived around here. My a friend who, uh, uh, I've known since I first hit Los Angeles since the seventies, the uh, uh, really brilliant writer, director, uh, one of the really one of the unheralded, uh, never really got the opportunities he should have. Lance Lane 
lived uh, right around the corner from here, and you know, and uh, uh, yeah, my family and his family were all close all during that time. His We're, wife Marion. His wife Marion. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I remember when he uh, when he met Marion. I remember when he when he married Marion. I actually flew to San Francisco for their. Um, uh, I missed the wedding, but I made it to the. Um, I made it to the uh, uh, the reception. You know, each story leads to another story for me. That's the issue. Uh, when my good friend Lance Lane, who uh, lived right around the corner from where we're staying right now, I think they still own the home, but they live in San Francisco uh, currently. So I flew up to San Francisco for their wedding. This is in 1985. I went to a lot of weddings in 85. My brother Jerry got married in 85. Mm-hmm. Um, Lance got married in 85. So I flew up there, but I and I grab a cab, and the cab takes me to an address in San Francisco, and it's uh, Lance's uh, uh, father-in-law's house, father and mother-in-law. Uh, Lance's wife, Marion, wonderful woman. She was and she was a, a, a successful actress uh, a number of years ago. She did a lot of episodic television, did a lot of guest starring stuff, you know. And if you don't think that's a successful actor or actress, then you haven't tried being an actor or actress. You know, to even get one job at all. But uh, what she uh, was uh, from San Francisco, and her father is Japanese, and her mother was Chinese. Or maybe it's the other way around. Frank, Frank is Chinese, and the mother is Japanese. So figure that one out. Uh, and so there's a lot of Japanese and Chinese people at this wedding reception being held at this man's house, Frank Wu, who was a great guy. He's still with us. He's very old now. He's a great guy. And I just started being a stand-up comic. And as Lance and Marion were introducing me to her family and saying I was a comic, it somehow got translated to singer. <laughs> and they all, everybody kept coming up and, and asking when I was going to sing. You'd see people stand in the corner. And I go, and they're all talking and they're kind of looking at me. And I said, what are they talking about? They go, they want to know why you're not singing yet. <laughs> and people actually, I think, got mad because they go, I was being like a jerk singer that I wouldn't sing. Uh, you know that I was I was being rude at their wedding because somehow comic got translated into singer, and then everybody thought I was a singer. I I almost sang a song. Anyway, when I came around the corner here into this neighborhood, which has been was a big part of my life for so many years, uh, I had this feeling like, oh, I'm just back home now. You know, so uh, uh, it was kind of a, it was kind of a kind of a cool thing. All right, you know what? I'm going to take um, the briefest of breaks. I've been talking for a long time. Let's see if Bob told me to shut up again. No, no, Bob's not paying attention to us now. Uh, we've gone, we've gone almost 40 minutes. We started uh, four or five minutes late. If you uh, tuned in this morning, if you tuned in at 9 a.m. when we're usually on the air, we weren't on at all. We're doing an abbreviated version this week because we're bringing it to you from Los Angeles. Uh, but uh, we started four or five minutes late because the producer didn't tell me. What time it was? She goes, that's on you. But she's the producer. It's her job to make sure the show goes off on time. Like at night when I produce stand-up comedy shows, which I'm going to tell you about when we come back from a break, it's my job to make sure that everything goes right and that the entertainer can shine. Okay, you're listening to This American Podcast Special Holiday Edition. I'm talking about this idiot in Texas who said he's going to, uh, some guy, he's an elected official in Texas who said he's going to slap people the next time they say happy holidays. Uh, I sent him a message on Facebook saying happy holidays. Sitting in Arizona waiting for you to show up with uh, for my give me my slap. 
Uh, we're talking about that. Yeah, give you the comedy calendar. It's a special holiday edition of This American Podcast. Comedy edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Coming to you today live from the Sportsman's Lodge, Studio City, California. We're back. We're back and better than ever. Uh, you're listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Normally, every Thursday and Friday, we are on from 9 to 11. This week, and this week only, today we are on from 10 to 11. And tomorrow, most likely 10 to 11 as well. Maybe 9 to 10 tomorrow, I'm being... Uh, I'm being a little, um, I'm being a little uh, churlish about all this. I could be churlish if I went. It's the holidays, but today we are coming to you uh, from the uh, from Los Angeles, from the historic Sportsman's Lodge Motor Hotel in the beautiful San Fernando Valley, California, on Ventura Boulevard. That's where we are. And uh, but even though we're here, we are going to tell you the Arizona comedy calendar for this weekend. Uh, a couple things that are coming up, they're pretty cool. Did you know that, um, here's something interesting, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay is going to be at uh, uh, the Scottsdale Laugh Factory in February. So, uh, what, are the, um, what are the icons of the 80s? Icons of uh, 80s comedy, of the, uh, the golden age of the modern era. Will be at the, as he's coming to uh, the Valley of the Sun. But this week, they got somebody really cool, and I'm kind of sad that we are uh, not in town to be able to interview this guy, uh, Charles Fleischer. Charles Fleischer, who um, I have seen many times when I used to uh, live in Hollywood and hang out at uh, the Melrose Improv. Uh, I used to see Charlie Fleischer there a lot. One of the funnier, um, if you hear a weird noise in the back, Shirley's like packing while I'm doing the show. My producer's shoving stuff in a plastic bag like a hobo. Um... Charles Fleischer, uh, I used to love to watch this guy do stand-up. It's one of those guys who kind of creates an experience on stage. He was also, for those of you that are either movie buffs or uh, uh, baby boomers, he was uh, the voice of Roger Rabbit and who framed Roger Rabbit. So that's just a couple things. He is at the um, Scottsdale Laugh Factory December 17th through the 20th. December 17th through the 20th. You can find out more about that show by going to ScottsdaleLaughFactory.com. That's ScottsdaleLaughFactory.com, where you can find out uh, um, uh, all about him, all about him. And I would go check out those shows. Two shows tonight, uh, one show tonight. Today's today's Thursday. One show tonight, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. ScottsdaleLaughFactory.com, Charles Fleischer. And then at our very good friend, Rick Bronson's club. Uh, and, and once again, I'm kind of sorry that we're, it's the only reason I'm, I'm I'm not sorry that we came to L.A. and we're doing L.A. stuff, uh, combining biz- business and pleasure. Uh, but at the House of Comedy uh, from America's Got Talent, <laughs> and this would have been fun to see. I would have liked to have gone and seen this. Piff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, so uh, it's a special presentation. So, uh, um, uh, by the way, you can't see the, uh, I think this is important to know, the 7 o'clock show, he's got, whoa, Whoa, this guy is doing great. So let me tell you about Piff the Magic Dragon. Uh, tonight, one show. This is what we're seeing right now. Tomorrow, Friday, two shows. Saturday, two shows. And Sunday, one show. But 
But tonight's show is sold out. I can believe it. Friday's show, the first show is sold out. Saturday's first show is sold out. So if you want to check out Piff the Magic Dragon at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, and there's two reasons you should go. Two. Okay? Uh, there's several reasons, but two. First off, you need to check out Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. It's one of the coolest, most beautiful, uh, and comfortable, and fun showrooms I've ever entered into. I mean, this guy really did a nice job designing his showroom. Okay? So it's a great experience. It sits up on High Street, which is like an entertainment district, right on the other side of North Scottsdale. If you're taking the 101 between 56 and Tatum, uh, Blue Martini at one end of the street, Rick Bronson's at the other Really cool place to hang out, park your car, all kinds of restaurants and shops you can walk around uh, to. And of course, this year, in, this time of year, even though it's cold, we kind of like the cold in Phoenix. We get to pretend like it's winter and bundle up a bit, you know, wear our nice winter coat that we only get to wear a couple weeks anyway. Uh, go up there, check it out. So you need to check it out to see that. And you need to check out this uh, very funny guy, Piff. Um, I also have all the information on our website comedyschoolsradio.com and links to go directly to their websites yeah so if you want to know more about this go to our website comedyschoolsradio.com comedyschoolsradio.com uh, you know what i wonder if like here's here's something kind of crazy and if you get a chance to check this out surely do could you go on like StubHub and uh, are, are they are they scalping tickets to piff at rick's place i don't know. we're gonna find that out I'm not telling you to do that. But, but I don't know how to do it. Let me try it. Just put in uh, uh, Piff the Magic Dragon tickets. You know, uh, Phoenix. And, and, and uh, I, bet you, uh, I bet you ticket services will show up. That's crazy. That's fun. Uh, Piff the Magic Dragon. I'm doing it too. Piff the Magic Dragon. Magic. I put in Magic. Magic Dragon. And then I'm going to put in Phoenix Tickets. This Wi-Fi is delayed here. Surely has delayed Wi-Fi. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm hot on it. StubHub. StubHub. Wow. They're, uh, uh, they're scalping tickets. I don't want to call it scalping. I buy a lot of stuff. I bought my tickets for the Clippers on uh, Vivid Seats. You know, we don't call it scalping anymore. It's just the way it is. So, um... All right, so I'm not seeing his uh, tickets. I'm seeing them. I'm not seeing them for um, three upcoming events. I'm just seeing some March shows for him. I bet you you go in Vivid Seats or something, you know, and uh, if you wanted to go uh, to one of the sold-out shows, you could. However, I just am so happy, and I mean this, and it's not like, um, you know, like they're, uh, 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 you know, Little orphan boys that, that uh, oh, finally the orphan boy. I'm just happy to see that uh, uh, Rick's uh, got some sold-out shows. Uh, Rick Bronson's really dedicated himself to uh, the city of Phoenix, the town of Phoenix, and, and bringing uh, 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 a viable alternative to some of the other uh, major venues. Bringing in comics that uh, are certainly viable headliners that weren't on the playlist to some of the, uh, uh, the other clubs. Uh, and, and giving guys who were working some of the smaller clubs for low money uh, uh, kind of a leg up to be able to work a major club for uh, good dough. He's done all that, and then he's got some sold-out shows. Boom. Go, Rick, go. We are so thrilled. So uh, that's what's going on at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. But now let me talk about our show. Okay? So we got Charlie Fleischer. We got uh, Piff the Magic Dragon. But 
damn it, I'm just going to say this, even though I like these guys. Here's the show I want you to go see. My very first friend in Phoenix, I'd met other people before when I'd been touring. I used to work clubs there. But when I hit Phoenix in the summer of 2001 and kind of established a business that uh, ComedySchoolsRadio.com is an offshoot of, I met a uh, wonderful, talented, great, funny guy named John Jesmer. And everybody thought John was slated for great things. And you know what? John has achieved great things. But let me tell you a little bit about his story. John was one of the funniest guys in town. And like a lot of very funny guys, I can almost, uh, uh, very funny guys I've met, uh, especially some of the local guys, the funniest guys sometimes go through the most difficult stuff because, (coughs) excuse me, because they are so funny that a lot of times people in the industry who um, just don't recognize, uh, you know, when, when you're in the business, when you're booking a club 52 weeks a year, and I've owned clubs, and you're booking shows all the time, you start looking at other things. You start looking at who sells. You're looking at who doesn't upset. You're looking at, I don't know what you're looking at, but sometimes the brightest light, the brightest light blinds you a bit. Boy, that's a nice, I bet you that's somebody else's line. But that's the problem sometimes with incredibly talented people is that their light is so bright that it blinds us a bit. And John had um, uh, struggles in Phoenix with, uh, first off, there was an odious goat of a man who was uh, 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 running the Tempe Improv at the time. And I'll just say it. I don't care, I don't care if somebody listens to this and disagree. I can prove by point by point the man was an odious goat of a man. Uh, and uh, he... Uh, um, um, treated John cavalierly, etc. Anyway, here's the point. John moved to Los Angeles. And uh, uh, there was a, a well-known comic at the comedy store who was really enamored creatively of John. And John could have been uh, a regular at uh, some of the major clubs in Los Angeles. John could have had it all. But John came into my office one night in Scottsdale and said, uh, what I really want, Tony goes, I've been, I've been out there for a while. You know, uh, and he goes, uh, what I really want is I want a family. I want to get married. I want to have kids. You know, I have family. He goes, I love doing stand-up, but I don't want to go on the road. I don't want to do this. There's been a couple of these guys. You know, there's, there's some, and I'm, I'm sure throughout the country, uh, there are guys who do stand-up who are just so damn good, but go, I don't want to do that. You know, something else is more important. For John, his uh, marriage was more important. You know, his wife is more important, and now he's got a great kid, Um uh, Jacks, uh, Jackson that is so important and uh, he moved back to Los Angeles and started his family uh, but he still does shows here's the point you want to talk about like seeing the lost geniuses John Jesmer and John Jesmer uh, is our the last show of the year for us at the Tempe Center for the Arts so if you want to see a guy whose backstory not only is his uh, you know a lot of comics their backstory is well I almost got this TV show to get my shot then I started drinking and then, you know, for years, uh, no one would pay attention to me, and I just kind of wandered up and down Sunset, and then someone noticed me again. And it's like a showbiz backstory. It's, it's, a, it's a privileged. First off, if you're making money in show business, you're privileged. But uh, it was, it's kind of a privileged story. John's backstory is real. You know, here's a guy who made a conscious decision that something else was more important than uh, let the light shine on me. And he's funny. And he's funny. And he's going to be at the Tempe Center for the Arts, this Friday night, December 18th, the final show of the year for the Tempe Comedy Concert Series. 
It's John Jesmer. Show starts at 7.30. Tickets as low as 8 bucks when you use promo code Tony. Uh, you can find out about those tickets by going to ComedySchoolsRadio.com where we have all the links. You go to uh, my other website, ComedySchools.com and uh, go to the Tempe Center for the Arts Banner and click Get Tickets. Go there. Once again, uh, as the year is wrapping up, there's things that we wanted to do this year that we haven't done, each and every one of us. And I'm telling you, if you have not been to the Tempe Center for the Arts yet, if you haven't been there, you'll, I'll do it next year. Anything that you put off next year, you'll put off forever. Go there this Friday. All right, Beautiful building right on Tempe Town Lake. Great time to go. It's a great hangout. There's an art, there's an art gallery in there. Ladies and gentlemen, where else is there comedy and art? Very few places. There's an art gallery. There's three theaters in there. There's a lot. What's that? Bob's back. Bob's back. Oh, I'm I'm so thrilled. (laughs) I'm so thrilled. Bob Rocky is back. Um, uh, (laughs) Anyway, go to the Tempe Center. Bob Rocky will be at the Tempe Center of the Arts tomorrow night running the room for us. Um, So go down and say hi to Bob. Go see John Jesmer tomorrow uh, Tomorrow night at the Tempe Center for the Arts. You'll be glad you did. There is live music in the lobby starting at 6 p.m. There's a great buffet. It's only 7 bucks. It is the best deal in town for stand-up comedy entertainment, I guarantee you. There's a host of very funny people on the show. John Gregory, uh, currently in my mind's eye, the funniest guy uh, in, in, in the West, uh, will be on the show uh, doing a guest set. Ernie Green will be on. Ernie, I, I never mention Ernie enough. Um, uh, Ernie Green, other guys will be on the show. So go down there. Only eight bucks. Show starts at seven thirty. Okay, you know what? Um, that's we uh, could have. We were there for that. Yeah, I, I wish we were there too. But you know, every once in a while, we got to take a a little vacation, even though it's kind of a working va- vacation. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to you right now from the San Fernando Valley. Tomorrow, we will be coming to you from. Uh, Sunset Boulevard. All right, and uh, I'll see how many of you get this reference. We didn't need words. We had faces. That's from the movie Sunset Boulevard. So uh, we'll be coming to you live from Sunset Boulevard near the crossroads of the world. Another very historic uh, place in the history of Los Angeles, in the history of show business, in the history of Hollywood, in the history of, of me too. I got some uh, cool stories about the crossroads of the world in the early 80s when I wore a younger man's clothes. You know, we're going to wrap up the hour. That's it. We've said everything that we can possibly say. I'm going to close it out. I don't think I'll do playlists because this in-house playlist is just hard to... So there'll be no music. It's just going to end, ladies and gentlemen. And and we will be back. The show's not going to end without music. In other words, it will end not with a bang, but with a whimper. This is Tony Visick. This is American Podcast Comedy Edition. Coming to you live from the Sportsman's Lodge, Studio City, California. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.